All right, so welcome back to the fourth episode of the Chalice Chasers podcast. And boy, do we have a good one here. Um, our current guest today really needs no introduction, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to give one anyway. Um, he is the inaugural champion of the league. He is a Wolverine through and through, in his free time, a cocktail connoisseur, and he also dabbles in the game of fantasy baseball. Uh, he has eight playoff appearances in the Chalice Chasers League, nine playoff wins, four championship appearances, and one championship win. Without further ado, uh, Ari, how you doing today, man? Oh, what's up, my dude? Thanks for that introduction. It was, uh, it was, it was really nice. I appreciate it. I'm actually sipping on a uh, an extra dirty martini right now. Ooh, so cocktail connoisseur is not uh, too far off the mark. Right on the spot, Rain Man, right on the spot. Hey, if you ever want to try something difficult in your life, try to give an introduction. It's <laughs> <laughs> No, you nailed it. So, um, Ari, I was looking at a little bit of uh, um, just some random facts before coming into this, of course, and uh, I, had, I, had to, I had to bring something up to you before we get going here. Um, a fun fact, and I think you're well aware of this, but I'm not sure if the whole league is. Did you know that you've never once had the number one draft pick? I did. I am aware of that. I think the highest I ever had was number two. Um, and I want to say that was like 2008 or something, but I could, could be wrong about that year. But yeah, no, I've never had it. I don't, I don't have nice things. You know, I'm not going to say it's a, uh, you know, it's a Jewish thing, but um, you know, only Jew in the league, you know, I don't know. That could be a factor. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. Um, I, uh, I, I, I couldn't let that one pass. I thought it was very interesting. I as well. No, it is. It is crazy. I've never had the number one pick um, too. And so uh, it's wild, 14, 14 years of doing this. And uh, that's just how uh, the cookie- I'm actually out. short one year, which we could talk about if we'd like. I think that makes for a good conversation at some point, but uh, yeah, no, uh, never had it, never planning on having it. Um, I think it'll only hurt me at this point. So get it, get it away from me. <laughs> it does make for an interesting conversation. And without actually going there, kind of a tangent to that, Another fun fact for you, I just got to ask real quick because I was digging through. After you, who has the most seasons in the league? Um, after me. After you, yes. So you have 13, Kevin and I have 14. I want to say Larry's tied with me. No. He's um, not? Let me, let me. Didn't he skip the, was he in the first league, the first year? All-time stats here. I've got. No, he, he missed a few years. He's got no. Oh, nine. he did miss a few. Oh, oh wow. Um, hmm. So who else was from the beginning? That's also a topic for a whole nother podcast. It's a, is it's a good Larry, trivia question. Is he still in the league, this person? Yes. Hmm. I'm going to go with Danny. Oh, spot on. Let's Danny. go. Danny All right. with 11. And actually, Pat love McHugh, that Pat McHugh has twelve, but Pat is no longer. I was see, I was well, I was thinking about maybe Pat because he was in there forever, but uh, we had to boot him for you know reasons we don't need to get into. But uh, between the two of them, they have six combined first round draft picks. I mean, first overall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First overall. Yes. Wow, wow. And how many titles? I'm thinking zero. 
Yes, zero. Well, there you have it. Keep that number one pick away from me. <laughs> yeah, and so it uh, science. Yeah, the history is proven. So there you go. All right, so Ari, let's look at this year, Stephen. We're we're all right. So we're halfway into the fantasy baseball year, and you come out to a blistering, blistering start. Um, I believe you have given up that first round spot, uh, but you're not very far off and you're in second. What, what's going on with you this year? What's happening? Sorry, Rainy. Sorry, I, I couldn't quite hear you um, from all the way down in the basement. Could you, could you speak up a little bit? Oh, wow. Shots fired. Yeah, no, I, um, it's, uh, I, I'm, on, I'm on my cot. The cot's been made down there. It's been many years. Yeah. Actually, it's just a cot at this point. I think you'd have moved in and uh, really you know, set, set yourself up with something nice, maybe a nice big queen bed, uh, you know, a nice rug, some cool artwork. You're there so much, you know, I, I had a feeling. But uh, yeah, no, the, uh, the, the start was good. Um, you know, falling off a little bit. I think I had some things go my way early. But, you know, in reality, um, you know, I don't follow the league so much, you know, I'm not looking at it every day. I'm not making moves. I'm not checking on scores. Uh, you know, I'm just kind of being, I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of there relying on my, you know, larger than average brain um, and, and my, you know, decent fortune in life to, uh, to sort of ride my way uh, through this, through this first half. Oh, wow. So eloquently put. Uh so let's yeah, go. I've actually, I've actually, while we're on the topic, you know, I've actually spent quite a bit of time here, uh, you know, not really, like I said, checking the nitty gritty of the league, but kind of thinking more holistically, you know, 30,000 foot view, what's going on in our fantasy baseball league? What does it take to win? Um, and I've, I've developed an algorithm, I think that's, that's pretty, pretty foolproof here. Um, and I don't know if now's the perfect time to share it, but uh, I'd love, I'd love to share it with you and, and kind of get some feedback. No, I think now is the perfect time. I didn't realize that we had the uh, the resident philosopher on the yeah. on the call today. I'm a philosophizer, and uh, you know, again, um, really, uh, this is where I spend my my fantasy baseball time. It's it's much more big picture. You know, I'm 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 an idea man. I'm not a I'm not an executor, right? So so here's the algorithm. It's pretty simple. There's three components, two of which you can control. Uh, well. One of which for sure you can control. One is a muscle, maybe you can work on it, but it's, it's also genetic. And then one that's completely out of your control. Uh, so obviously each, each breakdown of this pie is gonna add up to 100% for, for any of those slower folks out there following along. And uh, everything that I'm about to say is very specific to our league. Anyone who might be listening who's in a different fantasy baseball league will be like, oh, that doesn't sound like me. Like, yeah, your league might be different, but with our collection of folks and our league, this, this holds true. The keys to winning are as follows. 40% comes from the brain power of the individual, of the owner. As you'll see, you know, in the top tier of the, of the league, we pretty much always have, you know, tier one brains, myself and Sean Zhao, right? Pretty clearly always the, uh, the, the, the cut above the rest when it comes to IQ points, right? 40% of your success is based on that. So you're going to see us in the top half of the league way more often than not. Right. Making sense so far. It is making sense. I mean, it's, uh, um, it's hard to, you see your confidence is overwhelming. I, um, I'm going to, I want to hear more. Okay. Well, the good thing is there's 60% more of, of what goes into it. So I'm, I'm sure you had that number, but just in case you didn't, um, the next 20%, uh, I'm struggling with the exact term to, uh, to use here, but, uh, but I, I've sort of landed on usage rate um, as it compares to like basketball, 
or, or just activity. Um, how much do you know about, you know, the nitty gritty of who's on what team and what lineup playing in what stadium uh, you're making moves, you're evaluating the waiver wire. You've got a badass watch list, you know, the activity portion of, of baseball, right? So what's of the fantasy baseball? So that's, that's fascinating. What's the breakdown there between regular baseball and fantasy baseball within that? Um, it's a good question. Portion. It's a really good question. There's a, there's a, there's a good deal of overlap. Um, I would argue that true baseball knowledge is, is honestly useless. I mean, in terms of being a differentiator, if you've, if you've never heard of baseball, yeah, maybe, but if you know the general, this is how the game is played. I think that's more than enough. Um, the, the knowledge more comes from like, you know, obviously player knowing who players are, right. Their names and stuff. But again, even that is, is a really small percentage of, of the pie here. And, and I'll have you see, um, you know, the much larger, twice as large pie, part of the pie, the brain power part. Um, that's really the driver here. And I'll explain why once I finish up with this last piece. Yeah, um, absolutely. So, so the, the third category, the last 40% is luck. It's a fantasy sport. It's very long. There's an ass ton of randomness. And the luckier you are, the better you'll be, right? That's much, much more powerful. Again, twice as valuable as any sort of usage activity metric that you might look at. And so the way that I think that they play together, and the reason why you'll see someone like me, who's not paying attention to baseball really at all right now, uh, this year, did zero minutes. You can ask my roommate. Uh, his name is Kevin. You may have, may have heard of him. Uh, zero minutes of uh, draft prep, just kind of rolled out of bed and did it. And, uh, and sort of relied on that big old brain of mine. Um, and the way that works is really just about understanding values and trends, being able to look at a guy and seeing how he's done and project how he's going to do just using my general smarts, not don't even need to know what team he's on necessarily or what handedness he is. Certainly don't need to know anything about saber metrics, right? This is more <laughs> what I'm talking about when I say brain power, right? Trends, logic, stuff like that. So, so then let me, let me break that down real quick. Yeah. When you say trends, mm -hmm. short-term or long-term? I'm talking like buy low, sell high. Very, very simple. That's interesting. That's very interesting because- Everyone regresses to the mean. So Basically everyone. That's exactly what I was thinking in regards to that. And I do think that sometimes, and tell me if you agree with this here, um, but sometimes the prior year performance or data you're looking at really could lead you astray because of that regression to the mean. And I say that specifically, I could give you a perfect example of myself right mm -hmm. now. Um, I believe, even though I said to not do it a, a beforehand, I believe I put a little too much weight into that short year season last year. Yeah. And we'll get to that short year. I got something else for you there. Okay. Okay. So that's interesting. <laughs> we can unpack it more. We don't have to go into it, but I, I do think, uh, I do think you're yeah, onto well, something here. You're onto when something. It comes to, when it comes to a redraft league, that's set up like ours with the people in the league, actually knowing what happened last year, I would argue might hurt you more than it would help you because you're going to wait too much of something that actually isn't relevant anymore. Because very often these guys are either going to break out and have it yet. So if you pick them, rank them in your mind based on last year, you're going to do yourself a disservice or they had a huge year last year. And that was the anomaly. And I went into this year and last year and probably even a little bit the year before with you could count on your hand, you know, on two hands, probably minutes of draft prep. 
And, uh, and again, here, here I am, you know, chugging along, always making the playoffs, being frisky. Yeah. We'll see what happens. I'm also, I'm also the perfect example of, 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 of this whole thing right now. Cause if you look at the moves portion of these standings, who's made the most moves I am tied, I think for last again, that 20%, your activity, you can control it. Great. But it's just not as important. Yeah, I know. I totally see what you're coming from there. Well, so then you hit on something important that I want to ask uh, as a, uh, um, an intro to another question. You hit on the idea of like not being into the sabermetrics and we don't need to necessarily go into that, but would you at least say that like if you were to look at it for not necessarily a prediction of the future, but like the way that people performed in the past, it's actually not a bad um, kind of like a uh, yardstick. And what I mean by that is like, let's say, um, I know war isn't a sabermetric, uh, but th- let's say like WRC plus, which we've mentioned on here before. Sure. So like, I don't even know what that means. So um, I'm proud of it. <laughs> um, you, uh, I, that's, that is something to be proud of. I do know what it means. And I'm in second to last place and I really should be. In Thank you, place. my dude. Proving so, my point. I love it. <laughs> but so where I'm, where I'm going with this is the fact that like, let's look at a sabermetric in the past. And I, I'm mm-hmm. curious, I'm curious if like the difference of the players you drafted, like the, all the players on your team this year, their current, like let's say WRC plus or war. I know war takes into def, like defensive metrics. So let's not use that. Let's say WRC plus. I'm curious if like, there's a huge delta between their WRC plus last year and what it is this year in regards to like that like kind of value factor you were talking about i'm just i'm, I'm spitballing here I'm, I'm curious how you would quantify it and i don't know if you've thought about it but i'm sure there's a yeah. lot of uh, a lot of no, people in good, the league that could it's a good question yeah i mean i haven't looked at that stuff again i don't think it's i don't think it's worth looking at uh in this sort of league i don't think that's going to give you any sort of competitive advantage um, which is why I'm putting it in the, you know, the very smallest bucket of the smallest bucket of, of things that matter. Might there be something there? Sure. Is that going to make your, the difference for you in, in our setup? You know, probably not. Yeah, that, no, and that, that makes perfect sense. It's, uh, it's more a curiosity than anything. And so here, then, yeah, and so just really quick to finish no, it up, going, I think. No, keep going. Yeah, no, no, that, that's pretty much everything. I think the, 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 final, the, the final piece here is put that thinking, that algorithm – against any franchise in our in our league and you could pretty well predict based on those three items I, you could either go backwards and predict how someone has done year over year or you could look at their performance and trace it back to those elements uh in the algorithm with almost perfect uh accuracy give give our boy larry for for example Lucky Larry, as we call him. We should just change his name to Lucky, right? This guy, once every five years, is in the championship, basically, without fail. He's, you know, medium medium to high on the brain power level, lowest 12th out of 12 every year on the usage rate level, and number one in luck for basically every year since we started doing this. And what do you have it? What has he got? Two or three titles. He's going to miss the playoffs four years and then make it the fifth year and win it all. He's like the Marlins, right? It tracks for everybody. That's 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 fascinating. I do think uh, I do think Larry's team this year is strong, and he's got he's got some real players in there. And I'm I'm curious uh, curious to see how it works out. Well, he's this due. Year. Is it? Isn't he due this year? This is his year. When was the last time he won it all? He's due. It, we should I all mean, pack it in now. Just saying, 
you, you heard it here first. This year is the year Larry Kelly wins the championship. Well, I'm um, hoping that I just I just ruined his lucky vibes. We'll see. <laughs> look, look at Sean's out. Sean's out. Tier one brain comes in the league fresh. Yeah, I think he knows about baseball. Yeah, I think he pays attention. Sure, but doesn't matter. He's got that, and he's got that luck, and boom, guys in the playoffs every year. Guys got a title. It is Easy money. It is interesting. Um, so one of the things he has a 500 record, um, regular season winning percentage percentage. Um, mm-hmm. 505 and he's has a 100% playoff appearance record there you uh, go which is pretty interesting it's almost That's uh probably a little bit of the luck factor there uh making a big making a big statement yeah 40% ab- it's a huge ab- factor absolutely um and he so no yourself that- in position 500 puts you in position every year to be in the playoffs then you get hot you win it all once every few years based on the luck it's really it and- he could get he could get 500 on his brain power alone so, so then, so then tell me if I, I, I think the algorithm is a very um, interesting topic and I'm curious what others think. And if, if there's going to be some rebuttals or um, I know there's a lot of big brains out there that might've gotten thrown into that category too. And so I, I'd, be curious to hear, I'd, be, I'd be curious to hear all the other big brain thoughts. I'm going to stay out of this one because I'm near the basement. Oh, it, don't well, put yourself down, Rain Man. Well, so the reason there's a cot down there is the hung the hungriest belly gets the most work done. There you go. You you you, you, you work the hardest. Yeah, you're 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 number one in the usage rate activity metric for sure. But I um I did get a championship last year, but I will say it was kind of like getting a dunk on an eight foot rim. Ooh, ooh, perfect, perfect it, segue, Stephen. Perfect segue. I have something for us also. Uh, oh, as wow. I mentioned earlier about uh, about last year and your and your championship that I wanted to sort of put out there and uh, uh, been thinking about it. I actually had been thinking about it much much longer uh, than I'd like, but wasn't able to get on this pod and offer it to you until now. So we may have to wait until next year to actually put this into play. But I'd like to make a bet slash proposal with you. So okay, I'm here for clearly. It. Clearly, we voted before the season last year that whoever won wouldn't get an asterisk on the chalice. Right? We made that clear. It was a clear vote. Uh, no asterisk on the chalice one, sure. But let's be real. This season right now would, is already longer than last season, right? So, you know, clearly something, something different happened. Um, so I would argue that you now have the chance this year, I was going to say the next two years, you know, this year and next year, to, to sort of stamp that championship into the, into the grave, right? Like this is, no one can fuck with this. And the way you would do that would be making the playoffs, just making the playoffs one of these first two years after winning it all. Okay. And, 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 and doing so now, I, I know we're halfway this year, you're, you're down the basement. So you, we, maybe we start it next year, right up to, you know, no, it's this up year, to you if you no, want to take the bet. Important. This year is but important. We, we can think about it, but anyway, and I will also offer uh, that in that same period this year and next year, if I don't make the playoffs, you can put an asterisk next to my 2007 championship, which also you could argue is just as fraudulent. It was the first year in the league. There was like eight people. We were 14 years old. Nobody even knew uh, which way it was up, let alone any, you know, Jeff Giza was in the league. I mean, we had the whole, the fix. It was like a, you know, blast from the past. So, you know, if I don't make it this year next, we'll asterisk mine. So you and I are in this one together. What do you think? I, I love that idea. And I, I couldn't agree more that if um, there were some kind of skill component um, that it would show through this year or next year. 
And so yeah, and and I, and I don't think I would. I don't. This isn't you know beat up on the host night. Uh, you know, you won it fair and square. We all played. We all had a chance. If if I wanted, if Kevin wanted, if Link wanted, whoever won it was gonna win it. Uh, this is just a little fun wrinkle, I think, because it was a weird situation. We were all dealing with some shitty things, and uh, and we made the best of it. But but now we can look back and laugh, right? Speaking of looking back and laughing, I did get a huge 14k night from Frankie Montas during the championship week last year. And um, wow, that's cool. And. He was in on May, my bench. right? It was literally the equivalent of May. <laughs> yeah. Well, so where I'm going with that is uh, – Oh, I he think, was on your bench? Well, so I – no, I put him in because I was taking a gamble on him, and it paid wow. off. But uh, looking looking back now, it looks like the Frank man might have been cheating. Dude, no way. Frankie's having a good year. Uh, did he – he was having a good year. What, uh, what was the – what was the I, I don't know last... if something I don't know if something recent happened, but I know he's been in my lineup most of the year and has got pretty decent numbers. I did, um, he, get, did, did he get hurt? No, I thought there was a lot of uh, controversy regarding the uh, sticky substance in baseballs and uh, um, <laughs> and him. sticky substance, yeah. right? Yeah, I sort of <laughs> just you know I sort of just don't don't follow that. That's just like the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Uh, and MLB is just obviously botching it like they always do. Not surprising. Although I did start using that spider tack stuff uh, as a lube and it works pretty well. So I'd recommend that for anyone out there. <laughs> it is noted for the record. Um, <laughs> Let and, the record show. And so, um, no, but uh, no, I, that's fascinating. I will take the bet. Uh, I There's still a lot of season left this year. And um, I think that I've got to show up next year. Uh, and I think you, you hit on some really interesting topics. And uh, um, I'm really looking to see like kind of how, uh, how the league accepts them. Hell yeah, man. I'm excited to hear uh, what all these idiots in this league have to say about my algorithm that I'm sure most of them can't understand. <laughs> well, so then um, one, it got me thinking about like what your draft prep would look like, even though you said you do mm-hmm. none. So like, you're just going in pretty, uh, pretty bare bones, but truthfully yeah. it, it led me down another path to thinking, um, how great's it going to be when we can get that uh, that in person draft next year? Oh, there's nothing better. I'm thinking we should just cancel the league right now, start fresh, two and a half months, do a draft this month, uh, <laughs> and just re-kick it off. Fuck that! It's the best part. A redraft league. I love it. It's a it's a, a radical style. Um, the the live draft of this league was birthed in your basement. That is true. It was not actually conceived in my basement, um, but it, but it, but it was, it was birthed there um, in the tub. It's a natural birth, which is always a good way to, always a good way to bring things in. Um, it was the only thing I believe ever birthed in my basement. Um, so, so that's exciting. Yeah. Right on my ping pong table. Uh, those were the days, man, when we, uh, we had everyone lined up around the, uh, around the table and uh, it was always a lot of fun, but uh it sure um, was. How did we used to have that much fun sober? <laughs> Doesn't that sound like impossible? How did we do like bar mitzvahs? How did we do that? It was, I uh, can't go to a bar mitzvah now and not get drunk. What, what were we doing? We had a blast though. I, I don't have as many bar mitzvah memories as you, but I, I, I'm that's, picking up on what you're putting down. That's below the belt, Steven. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no, absolutely. But uh, no, those. Um, so then I, I love your take on current fantasy baseball, and I have to, for the sake of just uh, consistency throughout the league, 
I wanted sure. to talk a little bit about your early days in fantasy baseball, and we don't need to get into the the nostalgia or walk down memory lane. Um, sure. I, I want to talk about one year in particular. I Two, bet I already know the year. Year 2009. 2009. Yep. Yes. 2009 was... We this didn't was, talk about this. This was the, one of my you know least favorite things in history, so let's so, rehash it. Come on. Well, so... I wasn't thinking about your least favorite thing in history. Um, if you want to go down there, you can. But truthfully, this was this was the gilded ages of our fantasy baseball league in the negative sense. It was the wild west. There was robber barons left and right. When you look at some of these teams to see who to see who is on the teams of the the, the championships are wild. It's like how did this how did this happen? Who was who was Greece and who where? Yeah, and, there uh, was there there was a lot of. Uh... The, the, the algorithm might not have held up quite as much that back then. It might have been way more on the brain power section uh, as, as, as some of the littler, less developed brains were just getting taken out behind the, behind the barn and just, just brutally murdered left and right in trades, just, it w- just everywhere. It was, it was definitely a lot of trades, and it, a lot of uh, really good guys accumulated on a couple teams being yep. your team. Do you remember your team name? Um, oof. I remember Kevin's because I'll always remember, I think, was that his too legit to quit team? No, this oh, was, that was later. So maybe, yeah, no, I, I believe that was later. Um, yeah, that name, right. that name might've been recycled also multiple times. But, Ooh, um, that's, um, that's a big, team, that's a big accusation. Wait, um, you were team HK. Oh yeah. Is, Cause Harry had just died. I designated, wow. I designated my season to HK and Kevin, uh, what a bad person he is. True. So Kevin, <laughs> Kevin, he was K booty. He was K booty. And I, I had the blessing from the Callis family to dedicate my season. Uh, and, and it was supposed to go, you know, how do you, how do you dedicate a season in honor of a, a legend like that? Well, you win it all. Right. I mean, well, that's what was supposed to happen. It, it is what's supposed to happen, but um, I do think you came as close as possible in A, making it to the championship, and B, you you literally owned every single startable Philly other than Chase Utley. <laughs> you really? Had, you had all of them on your team. I was looking at some of this. So you had Ryan Howard. In yeah. a, you also had Ryan Howard in addition to Albert Pujols. Oh yeah, that was back in the days when we were counting points for catching a double play pass as a first baseman. So oh, you had to have the double barrel first baseman to, to double, rack up like 400 points. Ryan Howard that year had 22 game-winning RBIs. Oh, those were great. I could never <laughs> figure out how you were going to get one, but they were great when you got them. Right, and it was always it was always crazy when the next morning your win was taken away from you because a, <laughs> yeah. a game-winning RBI was was taken away but uh I, so- I remember many a night late looking at the espn box scores like oh my god okay they won seven four but they were up to zero nope then it was two two okay he put them up three two and they held on okay game winning rbi great it's like that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard that's how you know you were in the challenge <laughs> the chalice chasers league because that's I, true i remember that very clearly as well and it was the most tedious thing to do yet i would still do it Brutal. And then you're counting uh, outfield assists. I'm like, yes, one. Okay. DPT, DPT, yes, three. All right. I'm plus four. He's minus two. Okay. I'm up to, up down. Fuck, I lost. Yeah. Every fucking week. Because they, they, if I remember correctly, those stats wouldn't update in real time. 
Right. No, no, they wouldn't. They were those were all the overnighters. The double plays turn, Alfie assisting game winning RBIs were overnighters. And so it was it really was the gilded age. But so and then you don't have to think too long on this, but between Pujols and Howard, how many homers did the two of them have that year? Um, I'm gonna say seventy-eight. Ninety-two. Wow. And two hundred and eighty RBIs. Pujols had forty-seven homers and one hundred and forty-five RBIs. Howard had forty-five homers and one hundred and forty-one RBIs. And and you know the best part about all this, Stephen? I don't. I hate to jump the shark, but you know the best part about all this? Yes. I lost because of a gentleman named Billy Butler. Billy yes. Buttlickin Butler, <laughs> who I will never forget. Uh, it was a Friday night, I believe. I was winning pretty big going into the weekend. Kevin and I were out at some someone's house probably you were you were the cool guy so you got us invited and we probably then left or something because we weren't as cool um and uh and we we end up at like i think like m sontag's house or something i don't remember and it's like late friday night and we're looking at our phones and we're looking on tv and he had picked up billy butler and inserted him into his lineup obviously he did nothing all week long and i think he went four for four or five for five that night with like two bombs and like six ribs and and then Roy Halladay had a complete game shutout, and I and he flipped the whole thing, and I lost, and I'll never forget it as long yes. as I live. Billy Butler, what happened? Billy Butler was in his utility, and I, I think you are remembering that very very um yeah very it's, vividly. It's a it's a it was a dark dark time. Uh, well, luck, I, I lived a nice life. I was a privileged person, so so for me that was you know uh, that was earth earth shattering. Your team that year was unbelievable. You also had, in addition to that, I was still going down the Phillies list, which I'm going to yeah. work in some other guys. You also had J-Roll, who went 21 yeah. and 31 that year. Yep. You had Jason Worth at 36 yep. bombs. Great hair. Adam Lind, 35 homers. Adam Lind. Oh, God, I didn't even like that guy. I hated him when I had him. What <laughs> hey, a well, gross guy. He put up points for you, and you had Cole yeah. Hamels on your staff. Yep. yep. Now, Kevin had some good hitters as well. Like, he had uh, – a lot of big name guys for the time: Carl Crawford, Manny mm. Ramirez, Matt. He always Holliday. had Carl Crawford. He did. He he always he always had these same guys. Prince Fielder. Yeah. Oh, um, that's a Kevin guy, right? But his pitching, and this is where there's no way these guys were drafted. And I'm sure we could go back and look at the. the yeah, dude, this history. is what he used to do. He would just do ten straight picks to start the season of hitters, and like his ace would be Wandy Rodriguez. Like he yeah, did that. But, that was his whole thing. No, but this year, listen to his staff, which is also remarkable but that I believe two of these guys are still pitching. Um, his staff started with Dan Heron. Remember Dan Heron? <laughs> yeah, I didn't like him. <laughs> <laughs> Went into Zach Greinke. Oh, that's cool. Followed by was, John. Was he good though? Or was that like his weird year? He was terrible, you know? Like So Zach Greinke, no, he was good. He almost had a thousand points for him. He's oh, 16 wow. and eight, 242 Ks. Wow. He had he had all the best pitchers in the league. And he also had Roy Holiday. Yeah, that I remember because he threw a complete game shutout over the weekend, which in our old format was like 80 points and like a, a week changing moment. Oh, it was complete game shutout. It was basically a win. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I remember also the guaranteed win, the no hitter. Yeah, well, that's that's just fun, but that was also back in the day when no hitters didn't happen every Wednesday, you know. So it was a different. It was a different game. We changed our league in, I believe it was 2018, to the um, Roto, or was it 2019? Uh, it's this is year three of it. 
And I yeah. know because uh, you never forget when something horrible happens to you. And, <laughs> and, and, and this is how I remember. We're going to say that for another podcast, but I remember like the first month of that first year of Roto, I got a, um, a no hitter, a no hitter and I lost. (laughs) Right. It was, it was like the first, I also think it was like the first no hitter I'd also, I'd ever gotten. Right. Like it was, um, but, uh, but so I'm sure, I'm sure the dick ball got you on at one point during that year. The what? The dick ball. All right, Dickie. Oh yeah, that was it. That was a good team, man. <laughs> Isn't that what people called him, the Dick Ball? <laughs> <laughs> they, they, uh, people had a lot of nicknames for R.A. Dickie, and uh, he had uh, he'd been through some stuff. But um, so what, what's interesting in bringing it back to the algorithm on that? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I made the championship the R.A. Dickie year. Yep. That was this one season where I, I made a few trades near the deadline. I had like mm-hmm. I drafted Holiday and Cliffley, and they fell off a cliff, literally. Mm-hmm. Um, actually figuratively. <laughs> um, oh my but God, so... did happen to Cliff? <laughs> <laughs> but so what, what is interesting here is I basically, that was the summer we were going into college mm-hmm. and I basically stopped following fantasy baseball for wow. like that July and September, mostly September because, you know, school or uh, August because right. school starts early and my team just kept winning and winning and winning, and I wasn't doing a whole lot. And so it kind of comes back to your algorithm part about how uh, maybe uh, maybe the um, the rain squad's been suffering from some user error. A little and, bit uh, too much of uh, a little bit too much button pushing, you think? Could, eh, be, could be in in, um, in the order. It's it's uh, it's a hypothesis. There's no there's yeah. no sci- there's no science yet. Well, look, yeah, keep testing it out. Um, my, my scientific theory started with a hypothesis, like all good ones do. Um, <laughs> and, and maybe you'll get to a good conclusion there. Oh, that's fantastic. And so, um, um, yeah, this just going down memory lane in 2009, uh, looking at some of that stuff. I, um, it's interesting. So really quick, and I don't want to uh, harp on this for too much longer, but I'm curious. I pulled up who were the top five home run hitters in 2009 yeah and i'm sure you can guess two of them because we touched on it yeah um can you touch on the other could you guess the other three 2009 home run hitters yeah and we said pool holson howard yes a rod no mm, that was their world series year wow, i think he, he i think he got injured somewhere because he mm. was on my team and he had significantly less points than I think he only mm. had like 800 or so points. Yeah, it must have been an injury. Um, hmm. Matt Holiday? Another good guess, but no. Prince? Um, Prince, yes. Prince is one, so there's two more. I, I almost what feel was like, Pujols, too? No, no, Pujols was actually number one. I meant Prince was one of them. Okay, think, okay. So far, it goes Pujols, Fielder, Howard. The last two? I, Give I, me uh, I uh, Josh it. Hamilton. No. Who – Josh Hamilton actually had an off year that year, um, but I think our podcast has devoted way too much time to Josh Hamilton before, so we're going to need to move on. I support Josh Hamilton. Uh, Ari, I can give you the team name of these two players, and I'm not not convinced you'll get them. Oh, wow. Let's do it. All right. So the number four home run hitter in 2009. Yeah. He played on the Arizona Diamondbacks. Wow. Arizona Diamondbacks. Um, 
got to be Luis Gonzalez, no? No, think about it. That's what, <laughs> right? It's like 10 years old. I'm just yeah. kidding. I have no idea. Right. And then it's going to, what I'm going to say, it's going to dawn on you. Mark Reynolds. Oh, my God. I don't, I don't, yeah. Would, Remember would Marky Mark? That. Of course. Yeah. Home runner he, strikeout. He was, he was ahead <laughs> of his time. He would have been great now. He was so boomer bust. It's not even funny. Um, yeah. a, uh, he was a staple on the, the rainy squads over the years. But uh, you then, love those strikeouts, baby. Can you, then number five was on San Diego. And I know this was a, uh, a perennial Steyer guy. So you might be able to get him here. San Diego in 2009. Yes. It's hard. It's, it's easy once you know, because yeah. it's, it's, it'll all these, a rush of memories will come back to you. Oh, Adrian Gonzalez. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Booming. Right. Yeah. He was a Steyer guy. He was a good boy. He did um, his job. And we don't have to, we don't need to guess the others, but then I also was curious about what the top five in war were for that year. And yeah. <laughs> number one was Ben Zobrist. So it can tell oh, you, it can perfect. tell you a little, uh, a little different. Um, it can tell you a little bit about how useless war is. Well, Chase Utley was number four. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. War is obviously great. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. So, <laughs> all right. Well, this podcast has been fantastic so far. I don't, for our listeners. How many minutes are we at? We're probably getting close to like 40, which is definitely on the higher end range. Um, and mm-hmm. so uh, there are multiple topics we could talk about, but we'll have to have you on again. Um, I, I figured that here, what we'll do is finish. I got a couple quick ones for you before okay, we yeah. finish up. Absolutely. I just and wanted then... to go through a couple of the guys in the league, do some shout outs, ask some questions, make some comments. Uh, I touched on a few already. I thought I would just go through a list real quick. Is that cool? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, so let's talk about let's talk about our, our boy Greg, your most recent uh, your most recent uh, guest, I believe. No. Yes. Okay, so I wanted to bring something up on that last pod. He was talking about a strategy that he has, where he picks all Mets, and I was listening to it, and I'm like, you know what? That strategy sounds familiar. Um, I used to, oh I remember I did that when I was ten. <laughs> with everything i wanted to be the eagles or the flyers i had to have all those guys on my team or i had to do everything like them is he a 12 year old boy inside of him or is he just an idiot that's obviously the dumbest strategy the team playing for your favorite team is not going to help you win this league like what what is that and you you i think were even like oh that's interesting but like what? i mean come on that's just dumb right time to I grow mean- up greg I am in no place to comment because he's ahead of me in the standings. <laughs> Don't focus so much on the standings, Stephen. It'll all even out. Um, it is a hot take, and uh, you did. Uh, you did. Um, his is a hot take. Mine is cold, ice cold. His, <laughs> his take. His take is dumb. Good, good point. Good point. So, who, what else? Uh, what else have you can? I got another here? one. I got another one here for you. Has Carter peaked? Ooh! Wow. Um, that's a, that's a great question that I feel like that almost could, you could dedicate an entire podcast to that question. You sure could, because he's been pretty money for as long as, as, as we've been doing this. And this year's team just doesn't look right. And yeah, easy to say, probably just chalk it up to an off year. But I think the question has to be asked, but I think he, was he bad last year or was he good? I can't even remember. He was, I beat him in the championship. 
Oh yeah, he was good. Okay, so maybe it's a championship hangover. Um, either way, I think anytime he has a down year, which maybe this is the first time ever, I'd have to check the stats, but uh, I think the question needs to be asked and maybe we'll let, let Carter come on and answer it. But I think it needs to be asked, has Carter peaked? Wow, I, I think it's a great question. And uh, if anything, I'm almost thinking that maybe sometime down the line, we, uh, we could have a dueling podcast where we could get you and he on. Ooh, a menage a trois, as they say in France. Ooh. <laughs> Uh, little, little freeway i'll bring the spider tack for, for the uh <laughs> listeners out there i i did say he's a connoisseur <laughs> yeah no sorry i should dumb this again i forgot there's probably not a lot of french speakers on this pod but uh <laughs> all right last one for you um sean's out we talked about him a little bit good guy haven't seen him in a long time but but feel like i uh, i would enjoy a good hangout um with our boy sean um Aren't we worried about losing Sean to a, to a higher level league? Uh, are we worried about him sort of advancing past what, 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 what he might consider the minor leagues and, and moving into a, a better league where, where he leaves us in the dust? Is that a worry Ooh. that's crossed your mind? High stakes. High I, stakes, smarter, it, smarter people, more aggressive, more, more quantitative, more physics type of things. Uh, I don't know. Wouldn't so it hasn't crossed my mind, but now now it is, and I'm I'm, I'm worried, Sean. If you're if you're listening out there, uh, please uh, please stay. Oh we, yeah, uh, we, no, it'd be good. It'd be good because otherwise, then you know I'll have to be the smartest person, and and I just think that's probably bad for everybody. Ooh, um, I I know that uh, I know there's a certain fellow that went to CB East that's gonna that statement's just not gonna sit well with. <laughs> Who is it, Tim? I there's a lot of fellows that went to CV East. But Me and Tim do, got a scrap. Me and yeah. Tim are due for a scrap. I, feel I, would like lo- coming. I would love to see a little battle of the brains. <laughs> yeah, we'll scrap it up. We'll do that. All right, last one. And I'll let you wrap your thing up. Last one. Uh, I don't want to be too mean here because uh, I like this person, but but Kevin Link. Okay, um, like I said, every time I'm hanging out with Larry and Link rolls through, it's not that often, but it's always a good time. Really like the guy a lot. All that to say, does he have the worst ratio of like sports knowledge? Like this guy knows about sports. You would consider him a sport, a sporting man. Uh, (laughs) Would you consider that the worst ratio ever of of sportiness, sporty spice to fantasy baseball record? Is it, is it the most off kilter of anything ever? He is in last every time I look up. It is. So, so <laughs> has he not my, finished in last once in our league? It, it's a really good point. Um, I, the only thing I can think of, and I think we're going to have to get, if he'd ever be willing to, we'd have to get him on the podcast. It could be kind of a, um, say barbell approach in a sense that, hmm. uh, you know, every year he's gonna, you know what I mean? Like that 10% of the barbell, 90% is like safe. And then really 10% on a bunch of like high upside guys, like um, hoping for that, like, you know, off year. I doubt that's his strategy, but it's just the first thing that comes to mind. Like, you know, but don't you think that's interesting? It, no, it's, it's fascinating. I, um, like, um, how does he, he, I feel like every time I'm with him, he's like looking at the screen. He's like, Oh, I got, I got this money on uh, on women's tennis here. Oh, yep. Cashed it. I won. And I'm like, okay. So this guy knows he's a, he's a sporter. He's a sporting man. Um, how come he can't do this better? <laughs> so I think you're going to have to ask him. Maybe uh, maybe the next podcast we have, we'll just have a, a rotating door of guests coming in to uh, 
to um, to answer these questions for you. That sounds like it could be fun. I've been purposely quiet in the group me waiting to save up all of my wonderful observations that I just uh, shared with you over the past hour or so. So um, uh, we'll have to maybe, uh, um, you know, it's a, this is a one way thing. I, I can shoot out all my shit and no one can respond, which is kind of perfect for me. So uh, I'll <laughs> well, just probably leave it at that. Well, other than Sean, you did kind of go at the uh, the East squad there because um, of ah, the, you caught on to it. Yes, which is very, um, I believe we have a lead thanks to thanks to you and Sean. And so uh, hopefully we can keep that going and hopefully uh, we can we can get a W at the end of the year. Yeah, I mean, we do. I didn't touch on Kevin because everything that's been said is our, that needs to be said has already been said. Uh, I didn't touch on Connor because I think he's just such a sweet boy um it's just really so sweet i couldn't i couldn't say anything to wrong him and same thing about danny uh just just such a sweet you know he's got that sweet ass and i just uh i just i I don't want to say anything more than that um yeah i danny's been in the league for 11 years um i love me some danny i'm playing him this week that's um absolutely fantastic number uh He's he's got a good squad this year again. It's uh it's a pretty classic Danny squad. Um, it sure is. He certainly has a type. Um, I I threw out a uh, I, I think I threw out a trade proposal for Machado a little maybe a week back, and he nipped that in the butt real quick. He uh he hit a decline on that on the on the page very quick. He uh he he ride or dies with uh with those big name guys. He does. I fucking hate Manny Machado. That guy <laughs> is. I could I could see from two seconds of watching him walk that that guy is an asshole and would not be a good friend. That's all I know. People have said that his attitude could be better. Um, yeah. It's uh, no way I would let him be my friend. It's um, that's an interesting point. And that uh, would Manny Machado be, be friends with Ari. Uh, I don't know. Well, how no, uh, no, no, he wouldn't because I wouldn't be friends with him. Well, yes. But the question is, how bad of a friend would he be if you were friends? And the answer is very bad. It would be. But I'm also thinking from his perspective, what does Manny Machado think of Ari? Well, he'd be lucky to find out. <laughs> yeah, Manny, uh, just some spider tech. You know where to find him. <laughs> exactly. Well, so, All right. Uh, what, do you, what do you got for me to wrap us up? Truthfully, I'm going to hit you with a random one, one prediction question because I've been asking everyone predictions, and this one goes as random as it can be uh, because okay. I feel like we already have enough content here. Yeah. Um, who, do you like to, who would you have to bet on to win the NL Central? Oh, the NL Central. Um, run, run me through the teams on that on that division again. So we're looking at the Milwaukee Brewers, Chicago yep, Cubs, St. Yep. Uh-huh. Louis Cardinals. Yep. The the pirates and the cincinnati reds <laughs> sorry i was so, so I'm, i already I, know the names i was just seeing if you would just do it it's pretty hilarious uh i don't actually <laughs> have not looked at the standings in at least a month or two so i truly have no idea what they look like um so i know the pirates are out because the pirates are always out i bet the cardinals are like in second and frisky um I'd say the Brewers are probably up there and the Cubs and the Reds are probably, I'm going with the Reds. Give me the Reds. Final answer. Interesting. Um, Where are they right now? So the Reds are actually in fourth, but it's Ah, Oh, the Brewers are in first. I bet. Aren't they? The Brewers are tied with the Cubs, but the Cardinals and Reds are right there. It's a tight race. I I had the, uh, 
Um, I had the four. I'll be honest, I forgot about the pirates, and I <laughs> they're very forgettable. Yeah, I'll I take was, the big red machine to pull away. Interesting. All right, I uh, I'm curious what those odds are, and we'll put you down on the record for that. And uh, should we our, should we throw some money on it? Um, for the for the sake you live of, in PA, dude. We can put some money on it for the sake of keeping this a uh, um, let's say PG seventeen rating for today that is uh, a that is a made-up rating <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking it's not it's not 18 because you can't you're thinking of 18. nc17 yeah i'm thinking there's no way this isn't rated x <laughs> yeah it, it probably has an x rating when i when i go to put it out there, all right probably... so put 50 on the reds for me will you bub <laughs> 50 on the reds for you. yeah i will i'll uh i'll find out what that is and i'll grab it for you <laughs> perfect thanks all sweetie. Right. all right well this has been an absolutely fantastic podcast um between the algorithm, the hot takes, the has Carter peaked. Uh, there's just so much going on here, and I uh, can't wait to have you on again. Love it. Uh, thank you for having me, Stephen. It's been a it's been a true pleasure, and I uh, I look forward to uh, to seeing you soon. You as well.